Hello and welcome to the 10-Minute Leadership Podcast. This is a very exciting episode today with my very first ever guest at the 10-Minute Leadership Podcast. In front of me, all the way from the UK, is Lucy Jordash. She is the manager of the rock band Marillion. Those of you who are not familiar with Marillion, check them out. Marillion.com, M-A-R-I-L-L-I-O-N.com. And great progressive rock band, been around since the uh, late 70s, early 80s, uh, depending on on, uh, (laughs) time sequencing and and who you talk to. But uh, Marillion is currently working on their 19th album. And I'd like to say the following about the band. Anyone who's uh, Generation X and older and lives in England or the majority of Europe have heard about Marillion at some point. Um, They uh, had a great hit uh, back in the 80s called Kaylee. Uh, The song Kaylee came out in 85 or 86, uh, put the band on the world map, really, uh, and they've been around since then. Lucy, uh, a a great manager and a good friend, agreed to join as the very uh, first special guest for the 10-Minute Leadership Podcast. Lucy, thank you for joining and welcome to the 10-Minute Leadership Podcast. Hello, thanks for having me. How are you? You all right? Yes, it's raining in England as normal, but apart from that, I'm all good, thank you. You know, I thought of you this morning because, as you know, I'm in Florida and I uh, oftentimes rub it in and I I will publicly apologize here. True. (laughs) However, I did think of you this morning as I woke up to a very rainy and dreary day. Uh, Hey! The sun is out. But I, I did think of you this morning. As I was running to my Starbucks in the rain, I'm like, ah, Lucy would appreciate this. <laughs> so Lucy, first and foremost, really thank you so much for, for joining. I'm, I'm excited to have you as a guest because you you have such a unique job. And uh, this um, uh, extra content special episode is, is uh, followed by uh, the last episode about women in leadership. So my first question to you is... Um, Perhaps you can share with us how did you get to to be to become Marillion's manager? There's there must have been some sort of a path uh, to where you are today. Yeah, I suppose so. Um, basically, I was working at um, EMI Records, um, which was Marillion's record company. Um, by the time I started at EMI Records, Marillion had just left. <laughs> always um i was a, i was a Marillion fan when i was younger um so when i was at emi records and they decided they wanted to do um a greatest hits cd i um i wasn't working in that department but i went along and said hello i i'm a big Marillion fan um could i be involved in the project please and they said yes and through that i got to meet Marillion, which was really ex- and fish you know a, which was really exciting because I, I was, uh, you know, a big fan. And then over the years, I, I remastered their back catalogue along with all the other artists I was working with, like Deep Purple and Coldplay and David Bowie and Robbie Williams and people. Um, but I forged a really good relationship with Marillion. And um, in March 2000, so almost 21 years ago, oh my goodness, they said to me, would I come and work for them? And I said, doing what? And they said, well, managing us, but kind of just doing stuff. 
<laughs> and I'd been working at EMI for six years by that point and I before that I was working at an advertising agency and I'd commuted into London every day for 11 years on the train and I was bored of the whole nine to five and I wanted to actually do something from the artist side so I I said to them as long as you can pay me the same money that I'm on now yeah I'll do it and they said yes and I did and then that was 21 years ago and my job has, has been is every single day is different I'm not a traditional manager in the sense that I think they took me on to be. Um, you know, I have a lot more um, traditional music managers don't interact with the fans like I do. I'm all over social media yes. to have a personal relationship, um, but I still do all the negotiations for publishing, for record advances. I do all the traditional management stuff, but I I do all the social media side mm -hmm. and I love it. 21 years on March the 27th and I've not been bored yet. That's amazing. What a, what a, great, uh, what a great opportunity to work uh, in an environment where you just love it, and and then you get paid to do this. I mean, how fantastic is that, right? Because it doesn't yeah, feel I, I like. I haven't had a pay rise for twenty one years, but. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's a bit unfair. Who do we need to talk to about this? <laughs> yeah. But I still enjoy it, so it, it's uh, good. That's, that's fantastic, and I will say because, um, well, full disclosure, I am a Marillion fan. This didn't just come about uh, of thin air. And uh, over time, I developed uh, a friendship with Lucy. So uh, that's how it all came about and, and why you probably agreed to do that. Because if it was just a stranger, you'd be like, well, I don't have time for you, ma'am. <laughs> but um, I will say uh, that I sometimes wonder on social media, I'm like, you do all this other stuff that, that we're not aware of, people are not aware of, and then you take the time to do uh, the Friday questions with, with Lucy, where you answer questions about the band, and you are highly involved in social media. Uh, the group When I Meet Dog, which is absolutely brilliant, uh, you, you manage that, if you will. Uh, so it's quite amazing how you divide your time, and uh, I can say from a fan's perspective, it it feels like you definitely interact with the fans and you're uh, in front of the band and you represent the band uh, very well in front of the fans. Thank so, you. Yeah, hats off. It's much appreciated. And and if I may, I'm probably speaking uh, on behalf of many fans and not just not just me, because uh, it is quite amazing and it's pretty cool uh, to, to get that type of interaction. Now, I'm going to date myself too. You know, back in the uh, 80s when I became a fan, I remember writing a letter to, to the fan club in England, a letter, an actual letter. And I got a response. <laughs> Six months later or something, I actually got a response and it was the happiest day of my life. And so at the time, I was a teenager. So, you know. Was... But that's exactly it. You're looking back to, to then and saying a letter was the best day of your life. If, if a fan gets a reply from the band on Twitter or something like that, it just, that it's amazing to them. And, you know, we have hundreds of thousands of fans all over the world. I would say we have about 50,000 hardcore fans, of which 20,000 or so are really, really active on coming to concerts, going 
responding to to stuff we sell on social media and all that stuff so i think it's really important for me to um curate yes <laughs> curate the interactions between everybody you know everyone talks about the marillion family and honestly there is no other fan base like this fan base. People reach out and help complete strangers. There's there's a there's a brilliant fan in America, for example, who got COVID last March. He's still in a rehab center now because he's suffering from long COVID. And he put up a fundraiser. He said, I hate to ask, but I need money because obviously in America you have uh, bad health care should we say sure. or well let's not Absolutely. get into that political debate no, but the, right. the fans you know he, he said I hate to ask and I just would I really need some help with paying the bills and there was Marillion fans all around the world who didn't even know this guy have sent him money to help with his rehab and it's real and it's genuine you know and and there's stuff like that that happens all the time and there, there is this great fan base and I think as a manager I'm asking these people to buy things from us, whether it's a concert ticket or a T-shirt or whatever. So I feel that I need to react and respond to their emails and help, you know, that the, the whole Marillion family runs itself, but I think I help curate it, if that's the word. Yes. Um, to, to make sure that that people and you know i ask them questions say what do you want you know what what is there something you want and people come back i've always wanted a marillion jigsaw so we made a jigsaw yeah. and we sold it and that got us some money yeah. um so it's it's not is it is the word ultra altruistic you know you, you're doing things for you're doing yes. things that seem good on the outside but there's always a selfish thing you know it's like i want to give you what you want and we make some money from it. Hooray! Um, and, 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 and the band are really, really good at, uh, I say to them, look, could you sign this birthday card for this band? Could you just do this for Twitter on 10 minutes? Or could you just do that? They, wow. they take a lot of nagging. And if they're listening to this, yes, you do. Um, <laughs> You know that they come up with all these you know they do all these things and i think we've got a beautiful lovely community out there yes. and importantly for us they pay our bills yeah yeah very true and it's such a good point lucy because at the end of the day marillion is a business and uh, it's a business within the music business so it, it, marillion yeah. doesn't only feed uh the five band members but also feeds uh, a, a crew, staff. right? Yeah. Staff, the crew, um, yourself, your co-manager Stephanie. Uh, it's it's a it's a Marillion ship, right? It's it's not uh, uh, just some random band that that popped out of nowhere. And what some people may not know is that Marillion released themselves from the shackles of uh, a record label uh, right around the time I guess you became the manager. If if I'm seeing the timeline correctly. Um, uh, yes. Right, and and so so Marillion is self-sustained, and self-managed, and self. You have your own recording studio, and it's all it's yeah. it, it, you're on your own, if you will. You you don't have a, a big company, a big EMI behind you to back you up financially. So, 
uh, it is a business. It, it is at the end of the day a business that, that that gives you quite a bit of responsibility as a manager, as the leader of the band, uh, to make sure it keeps going. And especially during challenging times right now with COVID and 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 the lockdown in the UK and uh, no live shows and et cetera, it is definitely challenging times. And um, if if I'm guessing, you're doing a fantastic job navigating through this, and it's it's not easy. Thank you. No, it's not easy. Um, you know, we had taken a year off off of touring last year. We were, the only thing we were supposed to do was the cruise to the edge from Miami, right. um, the cruise to the edge rock cruise, which obviously got cancelled. Um, so we lost a lot of money from not doing that, but we had put money aside to not tour last year and do the album. Then obviously everything shut down and it's, they, they've, they've been able to go back into the studio in fits and starts, but in the UK we keep having lockdowns and so then they can't come back in. So I was, I had been hoping to release a new album in, you know, April this year. Well, that's not going to happen because it's just not going to happen. Um, so I've put in a tour for the end of this year. We had to move all the touring we were supposed to be doing at the beginning of this year. I've moved to, I've moved some to the end of this year and then the rest for 2022. And we just have to hope that they happen because otherwise we're screwed because we haven't got a new album and we can't tour. There's only so many T-shirts and books and DVDs you can sell to the fan base really so we're hoping and putting all our faith in science um you know and that everyone will vaccinate and 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 we can come out of this thing you know with our with our head above water you know we're treading water at the moment we're we're not drowning but it will come to a point in the next six months we'll start drowning unless things change sure sure uh, we must remain hopeful, and uh, I think this is a good opportunity to uh, tell everyone who's listening, don't politicize this this uh, pandemic. Wear a mask. Get vaccinated when it's your turn. You know, there's, right? There's no conspiracy. It's not like uh, Bill Gates is injecting us with uh, chips or whatever. We just need... We need to put this behind us, and we have to do this. He's going to get me with a chip. I don't care. Yeah, do you know, I don't, yeah same, He's not honestly. doing it, I know, but he can do it. I don't care. Yeah, yeah. Just let us out of this nightmare, because it really is. You know, the music business was the first to close, and it will be the last to open. It's yes. just... Yes. It's very anyway. unfortunate. Yeah. And and by the way, speaking of chips, I don't know if you caught this uh, a couple of weeks ago. I posted on Facebook about people who are worried about uh, being injected with chips and they posted from your from their smartphones yeah. <laughs> that are tra traceable, trackable. I mean, they can see exactly where we are at any given moment. Exactly. You know? so, I don't care. <laughs> so, Lucy, my, my next question to you, you know, I know the band loves you and adores you. It is very evident that they do. Um, if it, and even perhaps the days that it doesn't feel like it, from what we hear, from what I hear, they really do love you. <laughs> so if you ever doubt it, let, let me back it up. Um, but my question to you, have you ever noticed like someone raising an eyebrow for the fact that you are a female band manager, perhaps a vendor or a fan? Uh, have you ever felt that type of resistance where they're like, girl, you're out of place or something like that? Do you know that feeling? 
I think some of the fans used to at the beginning, but I don't see that now. I think the fans, you know, a couple of them, a few of them insist on calling me sweetheart or darling, whatever, but I let that slide. But in a professional capacity, uh, occasionally, but again, I think I've been doing... Treat me with respect. A few times at gigs, I've, I've done it. Um, again, not so much now, but I remember a time in Holland where I'd gone out into the auditorium from backstage and managed to lose my pass, my laminate to get me backstage. And I walked up to the, the, the security guy and I said, I'm really sorry, I'm the band's manager. Could you let me in? I've you know, lost my laminate. And he stood there and he looked me up and down and he went, yeah, love. And I was like, no, 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 really, I am. Um, you know, and he's like, you just, I, I, obviously it's a podcast, so I've got to mind my language, but he was insinuating that I just wanted to go backstage to do rude things with the band. Mm. <laughs> and I was like, no, could you just go in there and say Lucy Jordash is at the back, you know, door? And he's like, no. And luckily, I think it was Steve H came out and I said, Steve, could you tell this chap that I'm the manager? And Steve said, yeah, she's our manager. And he just looked and started laughing and just opened the door, which I found really disrespectful. Yeah. And that kind of thing, not exactly the same, but that kind of thing has happened a couple of times where it's like a woman, really. Um, but again, not as much as it used to. Yeah. Definitely. Good. And that's, it's reassuring. It's reassuring that our society, if you will, if we can take this as an example, right? Our society is moving past the fact that, oh, a female uh, rock band manager or a female truck driver or a female pi uh, pilot or a female um, uh, jet fighter or female soldier. We're all equal. It's a matter of skill level. Yeah, on the last US tour, for example, there was a female bus driver which uh, for the, the tour bus, you know, that they sleep on. Um, and that is very, very unique. And she was brilliant. And the band said she was one of the best drivers they've ever been driven by. Um, there was probably still the jokes of ha ha woman driver. Um, but I, I, don't, I don't think the ha-ha woman driver jokes in inverted commas are ever going to go away, to be honest. Um, but she, you know, she's definitely got a, a woman's job in a man's world. Um, and so apparently she was amazing. Yeah, yeah. See, that's such a good way to put it, a, a woman's job in a man's world. Yeah, that's, that's a really uh, a good way to put it. And, and I will say, I mentioned it in uh, the previous episode where I talked about women in leadership. It's about the skill level. It's about what the person, the human, regardless male or female, brings to the table. I've heard the band talking about being mismanaged in the past. And the fact that the band uh, not only stayed afloat, but also stayed, uh, if I, I don't see your books, but probably profitable for the past 20 years, is hats off to you. Because if you mismanaged a it affects the finances, doesn't it? I mean, it's uh, then the band starts losing money it, to a point. I, I'm sure, I don't know this for a fact, but I'm sure that some bands uh, had dissipated not because of uh, artistic uh, differences, but because they were mismanaged. 
Yes, definitely. I, I think what the, the difference between me and other managers, male or female, I think is that when I make a mistake, I put my hands up and I tell the band I've made a mistake, which I think they appreciate because previous managers haven't said that. You know, people try, I suppose it's not human nature to try and cover your ass. Sorry if I can't say the ass. No, it's not. Um, um, but I, I believe in putting my hands up and going, I've made a mistake, this is how I think we should fix it. You know, and um, I think over the years, again, you know, uh, we always said that I, and, and I suppose it's true that I co-manage with the band. I think earlier you said I, you called Stephanie co-manager. Stephanie isn't. Stephanie works on the Meridian Weekends. Okay, sorry. I missed. Yeah, no, no, that's okay. <laughs> Stephanie works on the Meridian Weekends. I co-manage. I, I used to co-manage with the band, but over the last sort of five or six years, I've slipped into them, me just being the manager, rather than co-managing with the band. Mm-hmm. Um, but the truth of the matter is that I still don't make any decision without talking to the band. I, I sort of, I do all the research, mm-hmm. I do all the spreadsheets, and I present it to the band and say this is what I think we should do 99% of the time they agree with me because why wouldn't they because I'm a woman and therefore I'm always right yes Um, (laughs) yes but then other times they go no I don't like this and of course I work for them so I go right okay um you know a, a couple of times they've made me do things I don't want to do um and I'm not been happy about it um, I won't, you know, say what they were, but most of the time in my 21 years, you know, I've only done things I wanted to do and I wanted to believe I believed in, and it's worked out well for all of us because um, they're bright, they're bright men, they're wonderful human beings, but at the end of the day, they are musicians and they really should be concentrating on the music while I do all the grunt work and and all the boring spreadsheets and the the profit and losses and and all of that but yes since 2000 and since 2001 every tour that we've done touch wood has uh, been in profit which before i started none of their tours ever made a profit wow. so touring has, has been in profit and um that's a good thing but that's because i've been really careful with spreadsheets and you know and it and it's great fantastic uh, and you know, Lucy, it's a, it's a great. Uh, you you may or may not know this, but I think deep inside you know it. Uh, a great leader will do exactly what you said. You do will raise their hand and say say, I made a mistake. Uh, I've learned from it, and we're going to move forward. And and the ineffective leaders will try to cover their ass. Here, I said it too. Yeah. <laughs> but we all do. There's a team here. That, that, that There's me. I, I, I'm the manager and oversee the whole picture. And then everyone has their, their own things. Like there's Stephanie, we talked about earlier. Stephanie runs all the bookings and stuff for the Marillion weekends. And that's her baby. She also comes into Racket Records and helps, you know, pack CDs and all that kind of stuff. And you know, that's her responsibility. Mark Kennedy is in charge of the website and our merchandise design, that's his responsibility. And then there's Rich who's in charge, he's 
he's at Racket, he's in charge of all, all our mail outs and CDs and everything, the packing, but he's also the tour manager when they go out on the road and that's his responsibility. And I don't, I, I, I like to know what's going on with everybody, but I don't, I try not to step on any toes, just like I wouldn't tell Steve Hogarth how to sing or Ian how to play drums. I'm not going to interfere in what they're doing, but I like to know what they're doing because at the end of the day, because I'm the manager, or anything that costs money, it, it has to come through me, you know, and everything. And, and it's great that none of, none of the band are sexist. They might be a little bit old fashioned sometimes, <laughs> but none of them are sexist or racist or then there's no ist in them. So they don't um, treat me any different because I'm a, a woman. Um, yeah. It's never, it's not, I've never felt it's an issue with the band, which is, you know, fantastic. And, and that's amazing because there's five guys, five. Uh, um macho men if you will in the band and uh they have obviously a great deal of respect uh for you but they're also lovely people individually and and they've been together in this format for 32 years with steve h yeah. which is yeah. and, and no changes which is quite amazing uh for a rock band it it, it says a lot about them as people individuals and how individually and how they can work together and how they can they work with you and you work with them it, it really a, a, an amazing symbiotic uh, relationship uh yeah. that keeps that ship afloat uh, which is really pretty amazing yeah yeah I, I, but yeah having a great team with you as well you know that everyone just gets on with what they're going to do we like to work hard but we also play hard you know and, and we have fun we do have fun when fun fun do you remember when fun was allowed do you remember those days yes, i miss those <laughs> days don't you i miss those days hopefully oh, I miss those days. please come back soon to us we need fun we need we need this <laughs> we do yeah well lucy listen i we really appreciate everyone who's listening i'm sure really appreciates your time today this was absolutely thank brilliant you. thank you for joining thank you for agreeing to do this with me uh really my deepest sincerest thanks to you um lucy jordash band manager of marillion thank you so much thank you for joining from the uk and uh be well stay safe and i am thank you I, too I can't wait to see you soon in person. Thank you, Aaron.